0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: The Matchball. Welcome to the show. Brought to you with Levi Solicitors. 10% off your legal fees, whether for commercial or personal law. 85 years of experience under their belts, ten percent discount if you go to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan with me, Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White Daniel Chapman.
2: I feel like most of those eighty-five years just happened in the last couple of hours.
1: You absolutely beat me to the line. I was gonna start the show with bloody hell. That was that was hard work. Why would we do this? Why?
3: Why now? I mean, <sighs> Just why? How? What is? It was the least Bielsa-like performance I've ever seen. It's probably as bad as we've played in the last two seasons against a terrible side, which is harsh oh, on Barnsley, but come on, the terrible. They lost 4-0 to Stoke. What the fuck?
2: When else was it going to happen? If you think about how you've been feeling all day since the moment you woke up, and then transfer that into actually having to go and play the football match, it felt like it was just a continuation of the tension. And that was, I mean, it's surprising that we were as bad as we were, but I'm not surprised that it was like a, a slogging grind. I did not sit down at, uh, was it really only half past five? What time did it kick off five o'clock? Um, I, um, I did not sit down at five o'clock thinking, right, I've got to watch a real exhibition of free flowing, exciting, attacking football. Now I sat down at five o'clock, like probably everybody else who is a Leeds United fan and thought the next two hours are going to be horrific. And I think the players, you'd like to think they could separate themselves from that, but ugh, human beings in it.
1: What do you think caused that today? Because I'm I've, I'm really genuinely struggling to unpack what's happened there today. It just, none of it seems to make sense. It's just so alien compared to what, what we've seen.
3: Uh, starting without Phillips made a huge difference. And then changing formation roughly every 30 seconds from that point on was, I would say, the the cause of all that.
2: That came from Barnsley, though. I mean, we we know that Bielsa has his rule that you always have to have one more centre-half than they have centre-forwards. So you looked at what Barnsley started. They're pressing our defence with three strikers and the maths doesn't work. And from that point on, I think most of the match was him trying to maintain that numerical superiority so that we always had that extra defender at the back and that just fucked us and there's, who else has played against Leeds with three forwards i don't i can't think of anybody certainly not three through the the middle like barnsley were and when we have had those switches when he has moved to three at the back when a team has had two which is rare it is actually quite rare that a team comes up against us with with two strikers and we have to go three at the back. We never look at our our best. We're always happier when it's two centre-halves against one striker and then Calvin four, Bamford, but three. Yeah, Struber, he, he sprung a surprise.
3: I think we also just, I don't know what happened with the communication either because Cooper was constantly out of position and there was one point where, I think it was in the start of the second half, where it was... He just moved into space and left a man behind him. He left. I think he left Ben White with just two men on him, just wandered forwards. It was like, what is... This was not how we defend. It's not the sort of thing we've done all season. You know, except there's going to be certain like lapses and miss kicks and occasionally we try and play it out and we get caught. But this was... There were fundamental
1: shape things going wrong with us where we were just being dragged all over the place. Do you think, like... Elsa, in terms of the formation and the tinkering and the players as well just sort of got the yips today
3: he certainly looked that way and I, I really don't want to criticise him because he's got us to this position and it is entirely due to him I would suggest that we're here I think these same players with probably any other manager in the league is not at top of the league at this stage needed one more point to, to go up but today I did think he seemed he had that nervous thing of this isn't quite working let's change it it's still not working let's change it it's still not working let's change it and by the time it got to bringing on strike, I've more or less resigned myself to the fact that they were going to score. As it turned out, I thought he did very well. But I'm sure I probably wasn't alone when he came on just thinking, oh Christ. And then when he was playing, not at the back, but as a holding midfielder, when he is an inexperienced centre-back, he just thought, Jesus, what on earth, how on earth are we going to hold out on this one?
2: He's there quite often for the 23s, they tell me. It's not like I watch the under-23s, but I've had that impression... Over time, that he can uh, he could do that, and his the the biggest tribute I will pay to uh, Stroik today is that when the through ball got played to Alioski, that he then first timed across to Bamford, that then he then full timed into the keeper's hands, uh, first timed even. I thought it was Hernandez had played the ball to Alioski and and made that mental note, and then realised, oh, actually no, this is uh, Pablo Stroik dishing out the through balls. So that's uh, that's high praise, and he was he was very good. It did become when um, Harrison went off. It was less for me the the worry of strike coming on. It's we're just defending from here on right. We're taking off our winger slash wing back slash fullback whatever he was doing with the wing to himself, and we're saying centre halves as many centre halves as he could play. If, you know, if Kiko Casilla could play centre half, he probably would have got on the pitch today.
1: It's the first time we've seen Bielsa not go for the attack is the best defence option? Because in taking Harrison off, it felt like he just conceded all that territory and he'd, he'd resigned himself to us trying to defend that game out. I mean, do you think Harrison warranted taking off? Did we need to make that move? I thought he was actually one of our
3: better players, was Harrison. He was getting... I don't know quite know why it was happening, but we just never had any space in wide areas. Normally when we, we kind of work those overloads well and it, it means players have to stand between two of our players and we get a bit of space, but it seemed like every time it was wide there was someone right on top of of our man. And then Harrison was the one who was actually occasionally managing to get out of his feet and do a little trick and get past someone. So when he went off, we did lose a lot of that. And, I mean, Aliowski came on and did some good running again, but we he was offside mainly, wasn't he? Today he was back to doing that on the other side. So once he'd gone off, we did lose an awful lot of attacking threat.
1: It was just a weird game, wasn't it? It was so weird. It was so leady. It was all the things that we've come to expect us to not do all the composure that we've shown over recent weeks all you know that resilience to stick with it at Swansea and nick that goal and then that turns up it's exhausting isn't it I'm exhausted it's madness that we've basically
3: won probably the game that will get us promoted like it's not quite there but this is this is one of the most important wins in the club's history and we're all on it absolutely furious (laughs) it's kind of like it's kind of like if you're if you'll know damn sure this happened like when one of your kids nearly very badly injures himself and you just really cross with them because you're like what were you doing running out in front of that car it's just like what leads no don't do this anymore for christ's sake just just play like you normally do and win this game 3-0 and we can all have a nice time instead i'm sat there i was because i had the lucv stream on half of it but then i kept flicking back to a bookmaker site because they have it completely up to date at the side so whenever they attacked I needed the reassurance that they hadn't scored from it so I was flicking between the next window so I could see it it said like goal kick leads or whatever and I was like right okay okay just just watching it through but
2: Jesus Would you have enjoyed that game if it was if Brentford and West Brom's results had gone for us and that was for promotion would you have enjoyed it anymore do you think? I'm glad that didn't happen actually Moscow because all
1: I feel tonight is overwhelming relief like that game should have like when the full-time whistle went, should have brought about joy. I just ended up like laying down on the sofa with my head in my hands. Just, I feel bereft. And that's not how I should feel when we've all but sealed promotion. But this club was sent to try us, wasn't it? It really was.
2: Well, yeah, and we know, I mean, we're we're talking very easily about the leadiness and how typical it was and that we've seen us before and why couldn't it be easy? But but we know this is what Leeds United are like. And I don't... I can't. I never imagined that we would come back, no matter what Adam Forshaw said, that we were going to romp these nine games easy, and that we would just be, would have been promoted three weeks ago. Never did I think that was going to happen. So something about today's game kind of just slotted in exactly with my expectations of Leeds United with with the. The single crucial difference that we actually won—like <laughs> that's—that's the astounding thing—is that for all the leadiness, for the the absurdity of what we we watched and how difficult and frightening it was—the um, score seems to be, unless there has been some terrible mistake, <laughs> Leeds United one, Barnsley nil, and apparently we only need a point to go up.
3: Do you think if there's a crowd in Ellen Road, we win that game? We we've all been in Ellen Road in those when we're under the cosh like that, and rarely does the stress of the crowd help matters. Like I just think with the crowd yelling at them every time they hoof it upfield, at some point someone loses concentration and slips on a corner and someone scores. Like I I don't know why. I've just there's obviously no way of proving this, but my instinct is a full
2: Ellen Road and we don't win that. It's two ways. I can't decide. It could have been a big supportive. Performance where there is that anxiety, but the crowd cheers them right to the end. And perhaps the the other side is that the the crowd could have masked Marcelo Bielsa. I wonder if maybe he's been trying all season to make this many formation changes, but the players have been able to get away with this. Going well, can't can't hear you, Marcelo. We'll just stick as we are. Yep, okay. Whereas there's uh, there's no getting away from from his uh, his yells now. We did win, didn't we? We did. And we're nearly up. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? One more point.
3: This doesn't feel good. I feel like it's it's taken everything out of me. It's the win that that has killed me in many ways. It, it, like you say, after Swansea, it was there was a lot of anxiety, but there's a lot of joy as well. How different a one-nil win can feel game to game is ridiculous. It felt like it did feel like torture that second half. I I couldn't believe they hadn't scored every time they attacked. I could I could picture the ball going into the net.
1: Michael
2: Solbauer.
1: And this is the joy about doing the the match ball because we get to capture this straight afterwards. Because I'm sure that when I wake up tomorrow, I will probably feel all right and kind of laugh about this. But this feels painful. This feels really, really painful for for whatever reason. Well, we know what what reason it was. It was just Leeds bloody United, wasn't it? I'm
3: just looking at the the stats. We lost on the XG. We were no longer XG champions today. 0.9 to 1.07. We had half of the possession... We had fewer shots. We completed marginally more passes, but not ma- not very many. And most of them will have been in their own half because there was an awful lot of that going on, particularly in the, the opening stages. It was just us passing it around our own half, trying to find a way out. If you look at the stats, it is not a Leeds performance from this season. Like There is no element of what has gone on today that reflects anything else that's happened in the last two years. It's really, really strange. But we have won. We've war knocked it, essentially. We've got a jammy goal. And then clung on. And somehow that's going to send us up.
0: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: So let's take a look back at what actually did happen during that game because there was a goal in it from what I'm told. So we should probably talk about that and the fact that Helder Costa is now probably uh, injured and will never play for Leeds again having just dropped 15 or 16 million quid on him.
2: It, ribs ribs can repair let's concentrate michael solbauer the new brian gale what a, a hero his uh, career so far 18 games for austria canton and then 10 years at Wulfsberger ac who have a tremendous club badge looking through the history of it they seem to upgrade at one point from a quite a dopey looking wolf with a sort of a a tongue just lolling out the side of its face as if it's about to lick Alioski to one with teeth and, uh, and everything's at an angle and it says whack across the front and uh, yeah, I'm going to get some um, posters of him printed out, planning a trip over to his birthplace of Klein St. Paul in, uh, in Austria to, to thank his family and friends my hero, my mate Michael Solbauer and the mayor Gabriel Dorflinger. The mayor of where, sorry? Um, of
3: Clang St. Paul, yes. St. Paul, yes. I, I, I am also a fan of his. <laughs> Are you on the Wikipedia page by any chance? Exactly.
1: I mean, the build-up to that goal was actually probably one of our few really fluent moves, the little interchange down the right and a lovely through ball um, that Bamford, You know, as he said in the post-match he was going to shoot, but um, he got a call to square it from Tyler Roberts and tries to square it, he did, and he actually succeeded at the second bite of the cherry. And a nice finish from the lad. OG uh, really weighing in with the goals this year. I mean, let's let's
3: be honest. What it was was a bad cross, but uh, it did go in. So <laughs> can't really complain too much. Don't care.
1: <sighs> well, no, it's the return of the corridor of uncertainty, isn't it? He put it into that corridor and the corridor uh, stepped o- OG and
2: took care of business. Yeah, he put it in the right place and it was a good ball as well. And when you were saying before, Dan, that we kind of just stopped, attacking and it was no longer attack is the, the best form of defence the intent to attack was still there it's just we realised it was mostly going to be like the attacks that we scored from so that one was click with the the brilliant disguised pass into the box for Bamford and then in the second half it was stroke with that pass wide for Alioski that he put across and there was, um, there was one down the other side for Bamford that I remember that he put in and I can't remember what the outcome was but it was a decent attack and there was it was it was that that we would still I mean one player who did just hoof the ball downfield without caring where it went in the second half was Pablo Hernandez which was quite entertaining but the rest of the time it was still other teams would have done that every single time whereas we were always oh we got the ball pass 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 can we get a long ball up but a long pass that we can make something from with Alioski down that side and Nobody down the other side because we only had one winger. I think this was the
3: game as well where Pablo coming on didn't help. We've got so used to him just coming on at half time and us being so much better in the second half that there was almost an expectation of that. That The first half, we were a goal up, but we weren't playing very well. But it was an evenish sort of game, and you just think, right, Pablo on here, another couple of goals, second half, piece of piss, lovely stuff. Let's get this promotion sealed, and then he barely touched it. I think, I think the main thing he did was take a yellow card towards the end of the match. That was about the best thing he did.
2: Yeah, and the other thing I can remember him doing was he was surrounded by three Barnsley players just outside our penalty area and tried to do a drag back and got tackled. And then they, they had a, um, an attack from that. And uh, yeah, that didn't really feel like the one. And it felt like um, Stuart Dallas didn't seem very involved. And that could have been either a combination of he wasn't sure what to do but then also we were worried about his fitness. At one point, you know, Barry Douglas came in for that game, and I think um, certainly the the break I'm thinking of the one with Bamford towards the end. I remember looking at Dallas, and he just wasn't he wasn't running to keep up. He was he was running as fast as he could, but he wasn't making a lot of progress. And then uh, you know I don't want to sound like um, Slav and Bilic, who had a right old. Uh, I'm not moaning, but we're playing too many games in too short a time, and this is definitely not a moan. Because I don't like to moan, but we shouldn't be playing Friday. And and I'm not moaning about it. He was having such a moan. But we are in this post-pause, Thursday-Sunday, Thursday-Sunday madness, where there's not been a a pre-season, despite there being a a longer off-season than you would get during a normal summer. And it is enormously tense. And there is Barnsley to contend with, who, you know, I think we said this about... um, Luton. If you get relegated out of the Championship, I don't think anybody really knows what the deal is with League One going forward, what form that's going to be I mean, people were even talking about regionalising it and all this kind of stuff so there's a, there's a lot more at stake than the, the perhaps would have been for for Barnsley who are run well enough and have a, a squad full of exciting young players like Alex Mowat and Darbo Halme that they could think oh, we, we get relegated, we, we'll win the League we'll win League One next year all that is kind of gone. So the desperation to stay in the division um, translated into a really good performance from them and the desperation for us to get out of this division after 16 years. And with the the real present, the, the, the closer memory of what happened last May, it turned into a, a bad performance from us.
3: I think the tiredness was, was obvious today, which we've not particularly seen, but we were slower for definite and we weren't, pressing it with the intensity we have before and i don't know if we were more tired because we're used to having the ball a lot more than that so we we don't need to do quite as much running or whether or not uh, because they did have 24 more hours to recover which when you're playing so many games in such a short space of time maybe that does make a huge difference i've no idea the the prospect of playing one lot of 90 minutes across like a month period for me is absolutely horrific i don't think i would ever recover at the my current level of fitness but it must have an impact and we're having to We've, I think Swansea had extra time ahead of our game as well. So I guess you've, we, and we put absolutely everything into that. When you saw the goal when you've got everyone running into the box in the last minute, you do wonder if maybe the tank was a little bit empty today.
1: Especially when you're asking them to break form from what we're so used to because Phillips wasn't there and we, were, we had that formation, whatever it was, and then it changed and then it changed. I mean, you saw Ailing; there was a bit of... Uh, Shaking of the head with Luke Aylin wasn't the way when he wasn't quite sure where he was supposed to be. He was being moved from pillar to post, so you wonder if maybe there's, there's a certain amount of mental tiredness get, goes into it at that point when you have been moved and your job changes again. I think everyone was
3: getting confused with the changes. Like within a few minutes of that first half, Berardi was playing centre back, right back, and left back with it, and it was literally in about a ten minute period. He, he was everywhere, and actually, it was pretty good today. Was Berardi? I thought wherever he was, he did he did pretty well, but it was so confusing and so unlike us we every that's as scott parker says we play in what did he you describe it scripted patterns scripted patterns there was no script whatsoever on that in the way we were playing today it was completely make it up as you go along
2: but there is no time to practice between the games it's not like we had a week where we were like okay calvin's out the next game ben white's going to play here and we we'll, cuz do you remember when um, you put ben white there in like the last 20 minutes of a match because we knew that calvin phillips was going to miss the next one and so he, he just put some minutes in his legs to say "Oh, just you just go and do that job for a while just get the feel for it there's none of that and then asking strike to come in and and do that as well but then as i said I'd, I'd love to know the uh how many times we've faced formations like barnsley's this season because that factors into it as well that you know we're We're quite well rehearsed against a a single striker. And if there's two strikers, then we know we go three at the back. But then when they're pressing us with three, is that something that we've been practising at all, ever? I would doubt it since it's come up once in two years. So why would you spend time getting ready for that? So we were in fairly new territory there. and yeah, I I I keep thinking credit to Barnsley for sort of taking us to a, a place... We haven't gone to, and I think something that's kind of the untold story of those Leeds defensive changes. I don't need to go back and watch the game, but it's what were Struber's changes? What was he doing with his players that meant Bielsa was then oh, okay? All right, he's he's put him there, so I need to do this. Because Bielsa was talking about it with his his change for not bringing on Barry Douglas at the weekend when he realised that they'd brought on their player and he was going. He wasn't going to play on the wing. He was going to play as a striker. So we also kind of react a lot of the time to what the other team is doing in attack, and I would need uh, to—I would have to watch the game again to see what Barnsley were doing to prompt his changes. And the chances of me doing that are fucking zero. (laughs) I never, I never want to see that game again
1: ever. But you know, at the end of it all, as we know, look, it's the points that count, and I'm sure, like I said earlier, we'll we'll wake up tomorrow and go. Actually, do you know what that table? looks absolutely magnificent cuz 6 points to Brentford and they neither club can afford to slip up now and it, and it's done it's it's one foot in the premier league it would take beyond the biggest ever collapse that we've ever seen and a, re, a remarkable actually it's going to happen isn't it shit shit <laughs> if you
3: fancy um putting the old normanton bet on you can now get uh, for the two teams to be promoted it's okay like, it's called like double chance or something, I can't remember what it is, but essentially it's to bet on West Brom and Brentford to be promoted, who are the only teams other than us who can be promoted, if we are not, if that makes sense. Uh, It's 225 to one. How much are you putting on? Grand. (laughs) (laughs) Going to buy myself another house when we fuck it up.
2: Here, uh, this has just occurred to me, but so the Brian Gale comparison with... I've forgotten the guy's name already. <laughs> Your hero. How can you possibly forget Michael Solbauer? But the, So when I made that deal on to win film and listened to Howard Wilkinson talking about the Sheffield United match that won the title in 1992, he said that being a manager is about minimising the element that chance can play in a game. So you do everything you can so that when the players are on the pitch whatever happens, whatever look happens, is only like a 20% factor or a, a 10% factor. And he said that's the difference in in good managers is how low chance plays its part. But then he said that you get to some games, and that was one, where you just sit there and you watch what's happening and you just realise that you there is absolutely nothing you can do, that whatever happens will happen. And that game had wind blowing about and it had the old... Goals and it had Gordon Strachan going off at half time because his back was so bad he, he literally couldn't work. And it was Chapman scored a, an own goal and everything that happened. And he said it was just a game where you know he's the manager and he's prepared them. And then you just realise this is all that right. This is all just chance. And I think that that was maybe some of what we were seeing with Bielsa today is realising how much of that game was out of his control and working is arse off to get it back under control, to reduce chance and say we we need to crush Barnsley's opportunities out of this. And as as um as depressing not depressing, but as difficult as it was to watch and and as many chances as they had, they our old friend XG shows that they only actually had a, a one XG. There were no real massive chances for them. They just kept coming and coming into our box and we kept stopping and stopping and stopping them and changing how we were doing it every 2 minutes and trying everything we could to get there and we got there and it has things in common in that sense with the the derby playoff semi-final if you think about fucking Izzy Brown coming on for basically his first appearance of the season was with you know all respect to him he's done very well getting Luton relegated this season but it felt like the bottom of the barrel was getting scraped and it was absolutely the last throw of the dice. And there were some elements of, of that today. You know, Pascal Stroik, I'm sure, was not part of the pre-match game plan and yet suddenly he's an absolute vital part of getting us through that game. The Derby game, we didn't win. And tonight, if I remember correctly, if I'm looking back, if I just go on a, a, a scores update site, I think we won 1-0. And I think I think we're getting promoted to the Premier League as champions.
1: Still take second.
2: <laughs> that is the difference, though, isn't it? It's
1: um, the fact that we we lose that game last year, or it gets away from us. I'm telling you, it's because it's
3: because we weren't there. We weren't there, putting the complete fear into those players. They looked
2: frightened enough. <laughs> Did you see Pat Bamford in his post-match interview?
3: <laughs> I didn't. I'd, I'd, to be honest, it was, when it finished, I kind of walked away from it and just went around the house, house breathing heavily.
2: He looked conspicuously ill, like sweaty, hollow. And again, I mean, we're, we're dragging up all the memories of the past. Gordon him when he, he said, when he's he looked at the photos of him celebrating that goal against Leicester, he says he looks like he's lost weight. He's hollow-eyed. He's, his skin's horrible. The stress and the strain and the tension and the effort and the... The match, he said, left him looking drained, and he said he he sort of he doesn't hate that picture. It's a it's a great photo, but he said, he looks at it and just thinks, fucking hell, I wasn't well. And I looked at Pat Bamford after this, and I was kind of he was you know he's chuckling things off in his his usual way of like, Whew, yeah, the, didn't expect Barnsley to be that good, but there's something behind his eyes where it's like, fucking hell, yeah, I think, yeah they're fucked they're as fucked as we are and yeah maybe it's um, I don't know whether we might have made a a positive or negative difference being there today but they were certainly of one mind and one set of nerves with most lead supporters even though there weren't any there
1: and it's a moot point because we bloody
2: well won and that's all that
1: counts at this stage and as it is we're going up aren't we sad to say it but we are going up yeah such positivity Michael (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> mean we probably, we probably are aren't we
3: let's face it although having seen how we played today I think we might not get any more points this season <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to we probably don't is the truth of it surely one of them will bottle it it'll be West Brom to be fair if anyone does because uh, Brentford are never losing again as we've discussed but thank you to Mr uh, I keep forgetting his name we need to get this guy's name <laughs> Sol Bamba think Sol Bamba Michael Sol, Michael Solbamba, the people of Klein St. Paul, and Mayor Gabrielle Dorflinger. I've just looked her up. She looks a little bit like a combination of Sandy Toxfig and Gordon Stracken. If you want, if you want to look her up, it's
2: quite a potent blend. I mean, to be fair, Gordon Stracken looked like a combination of Sandy Toxvig and Gordon Stracken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, well, there obviously that that town wherever it is and. Michael Solbamba, they're our heroes for this episode, aren't they? Let's just not pick any
2: villains. I'm too tired. I'm too, can we go? I have a hero nomination for um, Barnsley's Socks. Oh, well, they were nice, red and white hoops. Pretty smart. There
3: were only actually 1,820 people in Klein St. Paul, So, Paul? Paul, Paul? I don't know.
2: But we could realistically thank every single one of them. Uh, I do have a villain nomination. Alex Mowit. Don't hurt Helder. That wasn't fair. Hmm. Oh,
3: Okay. And if anyone scored an own goal, it should have been him. And he should have celebrated it.
1: <laughs> with a rap, perhaps, in his former guys' as MC Freestyle. Let's go. Let's, let's go recharge the batteries. Got to lie down in a dark room.
3: With, with a nod to all this history as well, let's just have one last hero nomination for Ilan Meslier for not coming out like a fucking Mary at any point.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Nice place to leave it. 10% off with Levi Solicitors. Levi Solicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, we'll sort you out with your legal fees personal and commercial legal services, right? Dark room time, Premier League time, time to dream time. We'll speak to you next time. See you in a bit. The ball.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.